Hey friends, welcome to the Encourage, Inspire podcast. I want to let you know up front that today's podcast is going to have a different feel for a couple of different reasons. My family and I received news about a death in the family this week, and Nina can't be with me today as she is traveling up to spend time with family and to to drive her mom up um, to grieve and to process through what it means to lose somebody in your life. And so it's more of a solemn occasion, more of a solemn topic than normal. I'm missing my beautiful, wonderful guest host, my wonderful wife. But I feel like we need to talk about the hard things. And that's something that we've been doing this entire time is is you're not getting something that's been processed over months and months. Normally what we talk about are the things that we're dealing with in any given moment. And that's exactly what I'm doing today. So if you don't mind, please pause the podcast just for a moment. Please pray for me. Um, Pray for Nina. Pray for our family as we grieve, as we remember, and as we process. And uh, after you get done saying that prayer, let's pick up the conversation and we'll get started. I find it really challenging at times to write the perfect podcast title. And I think for me today, the best way to describe the topic, the idea of this podcast is is finding the right words to say. And and as I process out loud and as we continue to work through this in, in real time, I hope that you'll understand more and more what, what I mean by that, by finding the right words to say. The reality of the matter is when you're dealing with challenging times, with difficult situations, with with death or an unexpected piece of news, it's really hard to find the right words to say. Now, I I don't want this to be exclusively about the grieving process that we're going through right now, but other things that comes to mind is is challenges in marriages. Other things that come to mind is is news that our kids may need to deliver to us that are not what we would have hoped for them, but state exactly what they're going through in any particular moment. So today you're getting a, a exclusively a father's perspective on how to find these right words to say and you know, as a dad, as somebody who who wants to fix things, as a husband, as somebody who wants to fix things, I think just generically across the board as a man, I want to fix the problem. And, and what I've been working through the last couple of days is how do I take the right stance in these challenging times? How do I be who I need to be, do what I need to do, but let God be who he needs to be and do what he needs to do? Because I've I've watched people in the last couple of days. I, I watched my wife receive the devastating news, and and I had a couple of minutes notice. And um, Nina was working outside, and and the way I approached her, and the way I handed her the phone, her first words were, "What's wrong?" And I didn't feel like it was my place to tell her, but one of her brothers spoke about. Um, the details of the situation and to watch Nina process that news and to see her reaction was really challenging and and I wish I wish I knew how to fix it and again that's not what I needed to be and what I needed to do in that moment I needed just to be there for her be a presence and then um my mother-in-law, she was bringing one of our daughters home. 
and we needed to be there as she learned the news. And um, I haven't had many experiences in my life watching people receive this type of news. And so, um, you know, as we all know, as we're dealing with with grief, as we're dealing with separation from loved ones, with death, um, the first thing that often comes out of people's mouths is, no, no, how can this be? And my mother-in-law responded, <laughs> sorry, in a very similar way, where is almost unbelievable, the news. Um, and, and I've just been reflecting over the last couple of days, how can I make sure that the last thing I've said to somebody, the last thing I've done to somebody, the last way I interacted with somebody is is worth, I don't know the best way to explain this, but, but um, worthy of the last. So say it was that last time. I'm thinking of um, family members who are, are older or, or people you don't see very often. And, and how do you make sure that that last chance you had is really meaningful and really stands out? And is worthy of being the last. Um, because in, in life situations, we we just don't know when we have that last opportunity. Another thing that comes to mind, thinking of this, this last idea and concept is, how do I make sure that as I'm living life, the things I do, the things I say, the things I... Um, the things I, I value in, in those relationships, how do I make sure the gospel is a part of that? And you know, what What if, um, I, I've heard people talk about that, you know, let's build relationships with people. And, and I think there's value in building relationships to share the gospel. But there's times in my life where I've met a person once. And if God's laying it on my heart that I need to speak his truth and speak his good name and speak his good news, then I need to be mindful of doing that just because that's what God's asked me asked me to do and not because I have a relationship with that person. And um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing. I, I know I say that a lot on the podcast, but especially today, thinking through those final moments that you may not realize is a final moment. So friends, if, if there's somebody in your life, somebody that you you know you may not see many more times in your life, or, or somebody in your life that, that you're working through those relationships, those challenges, those difficulties, um, maybe it's a family member you get to see once or twice a year or once every couple of years at a family reunion. If if you need to resolve those last moments because we don't know when that will be, then reach out to those people. Um, take advantage of every opportunity to show people you love them, to tell people you love them, to live life in a way that, that honors Jesus Christ as we love each other. I've been talking about having those present moments with people that maybe we don't have as many opportunities to be around, but it's also reminding me of how I need to be present with my family, the people I'm with every day, and not to take advantage of or to neglect those opportunities to be present in the life of my kids, uh, of my wife, and you know something I appreciate about my wife is she she understands the importance of today and that's where we balance each other so she's she's 
pulls me into the moment, into the present, to today, and I press her to look towards the future and think about what could be. And it's just another reminder as we, we process what happened, as we are processing loss, like it's important to own today. And and I believe that, that God is even, you know, thinking of, of men and husbands and fathers that that he's asking us to be present in this moment, in the moment that we're in now. And I know that's so hard for many men because what we do is we're trying to provide. And a lot of times when we're trying to provide, we're thinking about the future. And, you know, Nina and I have had discussions. We've talked about, well, um, how could we make more money? How could I get a different job? Um, not that I'm looking for one right now, but we've had conversations like that. And what I'm saying is I want to find opportunities to make more, to make more money, to provide better financially. And the contrast in Nina's mind is although she appreciates and loves me for wanting to provide for my family, she's thinking of, well, how can you provide being present? How can you provide being available? How can you provide by being at the dinner table at night and you know something I'm catching myself and I'm trying to do this more and more is if I'm walking through the house and one of our kiddos says you know watch me daddy I'm trying to watch better I'm trying to be more present because they're they're grabbing for my attention because they want me to be proud of them they're grabbing for my attention because they want me to love them and show them that love and, and embrace them and encourage them. And, um, you know, as, as men, that future thinking um, can displace us from the place we need to be in the moment. And that's being present and available with our families. And this isn't just for, for kids. Um, it applies to spouses. You know, I, I, I never want to place an idol before the Lord, but I think at times when you place an idol before God, you're also placing that idol before your spouse. And so this idea of, of earning more, having more success, more power, that can be an idol that prevents us from being available in the moment. And I, I need to stop and, and clarify real quick. I, I don't want to generalize how I'm feeling and apply that to all men across the board. I'm, I'm not saying that your struggle is my struggle or mine is yours. But I think there's some general principles of, of how we deal with things as men. We're, we're thinking of the financial where our spouse and our family might be thinking of the emotional. And we're thinking of the, you know, the physical needs. And, and I know for Nina, she thinks of our spiritual needs. And, and so there's ways for me to step in that aren't the ways that I lean towards. And there are opportunities for me to provide for my family. And sometimes these opportunities that I'm talking about are the hardest opportunities. It's it's the ones where I have to, and I'm just being honest right here, I have to give of myself. I have to be more selfless. I have to think of myself less. And not that I think of myself worse, but I need to think of, of other people in my life first. And um, just thinking through, you know, I, I pray to God that I have years and decades of life to enjoy with my family but I would never want it to be a situation where I knew that the last thing I said was something hurtful 
or the last thing they thought of me was me not being there with them or the last thing that um, we did together was something that that was less than what it should have been. And uh, I, I think death brings about these kind of reflections. And um, the older I get, the more I realize that I'm less invincible and I'm less durable and I'm more susceptible to um, the future and what, what that holds. As I've been working with how I've been feeling as I've been trying to figure out how to encourage Nina and um, her mom especially, the verse came to mind from Romans. It's Romans eight, twenty six, and uh, in the moment of my weakness, I was like, "I'll just pull out this verse," and and I felt like I needed to step back. That I can't pull something just completely out of context. And I put my application to it and stamp it and go, "Good job, Nathan. You you know, like you really delivered something important." So um, I felt like God was pulling me back to figure out the context of these verses. And if you haven't noticed, I don't read a lot of the verses. Nina is the one who reads because she she doesn't skip over words like I sometimes do. But um, I'm, I'm going to do it, babe. I, I got this one for you. So let's look at Romans 8, um, 18. And I believe we'll go down to about verse 27. For I consider that the sufferings of this present age are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us in and in this moment, we feel like we're suffering. That wasn't part of the Bible verse. That was my little add-on. But continuing in verse 19, For creation waits with eager longing for the revelation of the sons of God. For creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only creation, but we ourselves, who are the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And this is the verse I really wanted to emphasize. How do we find those right words? This is the verse that, that came to my mind. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he searches And he searches, and he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. As I've been trying to search for what to say to encourage, I haven't found much. As I've been trying to pray, just as I've been interacting with the news, I, I'm not really sure what to say. But I'm thankful that God gives me the spirit that will come and meet me where I'm at and intercede on my behalf. And I love that verse in context of, of, of 
Paul writing to the Roman church and talking about there is suffering in this present day, but there is hope in the glory of God. And the reason why there is suffering is because we live in a world that has been corrupted and impacted by sin. And we know that the payment of sin is death, that we will all at some point in our life face death because of what has happened to this world. But I praise God that there is hope in him through his son, Jesus Christ. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of my Savior, Jesus. And I can have hope even when I hurt, even when I don't know what to say, even when I struggle as husband and father to want to say something to fix it. But God just says, Nathan, step back. Let my spirit intercede on your behalf. I know your heart. I will speak for you. And men out there, that's my prayer for us, is that when the Lord speaks to our hearts, we say what we need to say with boldness, with certainty, with assurance. But if there's a moment where he asks you not to speak, you let him speak for you. We don't have to make up things. We don't have to say things just to fill time and air and space. We can just let him speak. Because when he speaks, it's true. And it's good. No matter what we're facing. Something I've appreciated about Nina over the last couple of days is she hasn't asked me to say the right thing. She hasn't asked me to to speak much of all at all, really, to be honest. And her her main ask is that I be be physically present with her. Um I've had the opportunity to hold her in my arms and we just embrace each other. And again, it just kind of reinforces a lot of these ideas that I've already talked about is that we have this opportunity to be present. And sometimes our presence and how we show up with with the Holy Spirit living in our lives can be um, life-changing for people. I fully believe that that we need to speak the, and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. We have verbal witness, but I know that that is also accompanied with our, our physical presence, how we show up in people's lives and how how we're there for people in their in their time of need. I praise God for our, our core group that we've spoken about in the past. And um, one of our friends reached out and said, do you need anything? I can come pick up the kids. I can make dinner for you guys. If you just need somebody to sit with you, I'll come sit with you. And there's power in that. There's power in knowing that and a brother or sister in Christ who loves us so much that, that they would just sit with us and let us work through whatever we need to work through. And let us process whatever we need to process, but that they would come to be with us. And this is in one of those deep, heavy moments of life that that offer was made. But that that offer from this friend, I know, extends to the joyous times and the complicated times. And brothers and sisters, um, 
parents, you have this opportunity to, to do this for your family and, and your kiddos and for other people in your life. And if, if you're younger and listening to this podcast, like my kid's age, I don't care how old you are, just being with somebody who's going through something and challenging, there's power in that because the power of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit is present in our lives and we can be that lighthouse, that that shining light that, that people need. So sometimes you don't really even need to say the right words. You don't even need to say words at all because all you need to be is be there be there for a friend be there for a family member for a co-worker and you know what sometimes God is asking us to be there for our enemies the people that hate us and despise us that persecute us but our presence as as followers of Jesus Christ as redeemed people as changed people it can make a huge difference in this difference in this world and um let's not forget that let's not forget the power of of being present something that's defined who i've been most if not all of my life is i appreciate the response to the question why and i've not always asked that in defiance i've not always asked that in in light of a bad attitude or um or a rebellious attitude, I think it's just who God has made me to be. And over the course of the last five to seven years, um, when Nina and I and the kids were coming back from living overseas, I really, really, really hoped God would give us the answer to the question, why? Why do we need to come back? Why do we need to come back this way? Why do we need to come back now? And I don't feel like God has given me a, a big answer to the big question. But I see over the course of of years, little possibilities of why we came back. And it, it doesn't completely satisfy the big question of why. But something I've noticed is that God has changed me in my pursuit of why I think he's allowed me to have my pursuit of him grow in my heart. So when I want to ask why, I have to step back and be satisfied with the God who could give me the answer, but the God who gives me himself every day. So even if I don't have the answer, I get him. In in moments like this, and when we receive news like this, I know a lot of times we ask why. And I'm trying to find satisfaction in the presence of my God, who I know is always present for me, more than the information that I'm seeking from Him. So I want to know Him more than the, the statements, or want to know Him more than the answer. And honestly, it's been a struggle, because... If I know why, then I can tell the right words. You know, the whole point of this podcast is finding the right words. And if I know why, then I can articulate it, God. If I know why, then I can give hope to people and I can give put peace in people's hearts. And then I realize that I want to provide those things when I can answer why. 
So I think sometimes God pulls me back and says, Nathan, I can't tell you this in this moment. I can't give you the perfect reason now, even though I know it. Because I need you to point people towards me, towards my plan for their life, towards my peace, towards my present presence. I can't let you be taken focus and point on this one. Because I need you to point people to me. And so, friend, if you're struggling through a, a why moment, you know, when we left Indonesia, why, God? I really wanted to know that why. But it prepared my heart for when I lost my job in November. That was one of the first episodes we talked about. That desire for why wasn't as strong anymore. And I relied on what God wanted to be for me in that moment and his presence in that moment. And with this new part of life that I'm grieving and working through others as they grieve, am I going to run back to the why? Or am I going to say, Jesus, you're, you're sufficient, God. You're enough, Holy Spirit. You're completing me, and I don't need anything else. I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I've completed that journey in my life. I think that's always going to be a struggle for me. I will want to know why, but... What I hope is I start focusing on who, who is the Lord of my life, who is the God of my universe when it's going great, when I feel wrecked, who is the ultimate one who loves my family more than I can, who can bring comfort better than I can. I think I'm going to always like the why, but I never want to forget the who. I was just thinking that today's uh, podcast theme and, and topic doesn't seem very encouraging and inspiring on, on the outside. But I felt like I needed to share what I'm going through, what my family's going through. I, I feel like it's appropriate to share that, that we hurt as we grieve, as we process this loss. Because I know there are families out there there are individuals out there. There are couples out there. There are kiddos out there. You're facing something similar. You're grieving the loss of something that has been important in your life, someone who has been important in your life. I pray that Nina and I never prop ourselves up so you think that something is better than it is. We want to speak what is happening in our life. We want to be authentic as we communicate. And today... It's just not one of those days where everything's wonderful. But friend, God is there. And I know he's pulling me through. And he's walking alongside me and so many people in my wife's family right now. And he is good. And so please remember that. He is good. Our hope, as it has always been, is to build faithful families through the good times, through those challenging times. We desire that our family and your family can grow in faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now we can know him more and more each day. If you're walking through a challenge right now, or if you need a prayer request, or if you have a prayer request, sorry, um, send us an email. There will be an email address in, in the link of, of the description of this podcast today. We would love to pray for you. We would love to lift you up. We would love to be an encouragement to you.
um, during this challenging time. Please continue to pray for us. Pray for Nina and I and our family as we love on, on our family, as we work through the next steps of, of where God's taking us. I appreciate you all, and uh, thank you for loving us back.